I do have a story to tell. Okay. I have something to start with. So last week, I uh, uh, had a, I had a shoot day last week, which meant I had to get into the office real early, mm-hmm. 7 a.m. Okay. Uh, and I kind of come from far away, so when I have a 7 a.m. day, like I usually get there at like 6.30. I get there early. So I showed up, and I do. Ter- Those two things don't eat Teresa was like rolling her eyes, but you want to be there on time is the thing. Well, I have to be there early, so I get there especially early, so I'm not late. Because you don't know how to time it, because you live far away. That's really what it is. But also, it's just to be... transit in the big city can be unreliable and scary and hard. Thank you. Teresa didn't hear because uh, I'm on headphones, but transit in the big city can be scared and hard, scary and hard. Mm-hmm. Over a year. Okay. In any case, I can you hear her? Yeah. Oh, okay. In any case, I uh, maybe you, I wish you couldn't. Um, I got I got there early, six thirty. Uh, get off on the fifth floor. Uh, and there's my office, and there's like a drip coming from the ceiling right in front of the door. And I was like, it's too early. Like, I don't want to unlock the door with the stupid drip coming down on me. Like, that's going to be annoying. Okay, so I go downstairs. I tell the security guy, I'm like, hey, there's like a small drip on the fifth floor. Like, you might want to go check it out. And he, like, is still waking up. He's the overnight guy, and he's like, whatever. Like, you know, don't worry about it. Um, I go back upstairs, still dripping. So I'm like, fine, I just got to, you know, bite the bullet open the door, unlock the door, shut off the alarm, turn on the lights, the entire office is flooded. Yeah. Like 10-foot puddles Jesus. everywhere. It's just pouring down from the ceilings. Um, turns out that upstairs, we have a there's a Warby Parker upstairs. Do you know what that is? Yeah, glasses. Yeah, so they have like their, they have a store or like an office or yeah. I don't know what is upstairs from us. And they had a loose... Um, uh, sprinkler head, uh-huh. which caused massive flooding. Um, I think they are like destroyed. Like I don't think I think Warby Parker will be out of business in like two weeks because like there's no way that they can recover. Oh my god! Um, you heard it here first. Yeah. But um, yeah. Uh, flash forward to today, they haven't replaced the carpets in any way, and it smells like mildew, and it's disgusting in my office. That is rough. Um. Mm-hmm. My old office space actually got screwed over similarly by also eyeglass, an eyeglass store. Um, Lens crafters? No, they're... Cohen Optical? I don't remember what they're called. It's the only two I got. All right. Maybe one of those. And something about like their main... I'm talking like I know about pipes. Something was dripping and it connected to like our back room where we keep like all of our merchandise and stuff so like i came into work and there was like a few inches of water just all over our back room which is also where our servers were Mm -hmm. so it was like oh my god like we have to protect those and i ended up shoveling water for a couple hours uh to, to clean up the mess it is it's one of those things where it's like the worst and also like what are you gonna do yeah like no, what are you gonna do about it you gotta fucking clean it up and move and there was all sorts of there was all sorts of little things around the office where it was like wow like this could have been this could have been a disaster like i had a bunch of really important papers underneath my desk which probably 
two weeks ago, uh, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm tired of having these under my desk. Like, I should move them to someplace better. And, like, I moved them just two inches off the ground onto a little cabinet. If I hadn't done that, they all would have been destroyed by the flood of 2017. So. Damn. It's the little things. Count your blessings. Yeah. Emily. That's intense. But, what a what a day. It was it was what nuts. A couple of days. Are you still kind of so? T- you said today you went in. It was still like mildewy and gross. Yeah, and people. A lot of people were complaining about it. And like I was like, my eyes were kind of itchy from it. Like it's gonna get worse. Yeah. Um, is that what insurance th- is for though? Like to cover like dealing with. I was all thinking that? about that. Insurance is such a weird industry. I know because like, it wasn't a disaster. They don't really disaster. do anything. Yeah. They kind of just sit around and like to wait to give people money. Maybe, maybe give them money. No, right, like maybe. I'm trying to understand if that would like. Obviously, that's not like a natural disaster, but something like out of your control happened. Yeah, and I mean, in it's going to cost gonna a lot of an, money. To it's going to be an it. argument between our insurance company and the building's insurance company, and probably Warby Parker's insurance company to try to decide who's going to replace the carpets. And in the meantime, we're going to deal with the fact that the carpets stink. Um, and it's a little smelly in there. Um, they had to replace. They have to replace a bunch of the light bulbs because, like, it I dripped bet. down through the lights. Yeah. Um, which is, I guess, not ideal when you're dealing with electricity. I'm not an electrician. Um, did you know you can start a fire with a lemon? And what? No. You can. I watched a video on YouTube. So it must be real. Just with a lemon by itself. No, that's the thing. That's what the the thumbnail would lead you to believe. <laughs> if you soak a lemon in lighter fluid, you yeah, would no, be you amazed. Need, <laughs> you'd be amazed what you could do. No, you need like, um, actually, the things you need is insane. You need um, copper, like those. Um, you need like those brass brass tacks. Let's get down to brass. You know those. Um, you know what I'm talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, like the push ones, and then you like they like split at the end. Yeah. Exactly. Not a lot of use for them, but um, those got a word other than tack, I think. Um, tax. I can't great. go up with it. Tax you, put some t- you put some tacks over here, and then you put uh, some nails over here, and then you take some wire, and you go choo 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 choo, uh-huh. and then it makes it makes a battery, and then you uh, uh, short circuit the wire. Right. Boom! You got a spark. Whoa! Taking you with me when I get stranded on an island. Mm-hmm. As long as you have a lemon. And uh, some of those brass tacks and some nails and some wire, you'll be good to go. I know how to do it. I watched the video on YouTube. Yeah, I don't see why I wouldn't be traveling with those things anyway, so. And, and at least now you know in the future you should be traveling with those things. Yeah, and if I don't use them for that, I'm sure I could make art out of it. Mm, or a good margarita. No, that's limes, but that's a nice Damn it. Are there any? There must be a beverage made with lime, with lemon, lemonade. Mm. You know the old saying: if you can't start a fire, make lemonade. Just, just, just make lemonade. Oh. I squashed your segue, so now we're stuck. Mm-hmm. But so, it wasn't that good, Emily. It wasn't that good a segue. No, it was subtle for once, is what it, it was, was. Okay, but that's the thing. If a segue is so is too subtle, it doesn't have wheels. Can't it, there's no get up and go. It can't get through. That's right. Um. Yeah. So art really is what the point was. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, here we go. This feels clunky and normal. Um, wait, you did this one. You introduce it. Sure. This was this your week we, pick. I did pick it. This week we watched Exit Through the Gift Shop. It's one of the, like, uh, it's one of the top documentaries. Like, people talk about it all the time. You know, it's like a critically acclaimed. People love it. It's a, it's a classic. Uh, it's the Banksy documentary. You can call it that colloquially. Uh, about street art and um, uh, some of its some of its inventors and some of its uh, big stars. Uh, it's a street art documentary. It's funny because literally a couple days ago, it seems, I was walking with Teresa and we passed you know a mural and I was like, I like street art. Yeah, I'm a big fan. It's, like, kind of hopping now. I feel like it's been reappropriated where it's, like, you can commission people to do, like, murals and stuff on your walls. And it's not quite the same. But it is cool. It is cool to look at. I think street art is... It's fun. It's dangerous. It's fast. It's fast, fun, and dangerous. (laughs) So you'd seen this documentary before. I have seen this documentary before. I... Am not a fan. Really? But tell me your hot takes. I'm. I'm. I'll I'm tell surprised. you why. But yeah. I want to know what you think first. Okay, so my my hot take. Yeah. Is that I very much enjoyed it. I will say, and I don't know. I don't know how to overcome this, but there there is something of a cliche, obviously, where it's like, I, I you know a piece of art or a piece of literature or a, a documentary which isn't about the subject, but it's about the person making the subject. Um, you know, it's about the artist rather than the art. And, like, I, I am kind of over that, but I think that that's... And I, but I also think that's something that happens a lot in documentary where it becomes about the documentarian instead of the documentary. But I thought this was a, a really fun take on that, and I enjoyed learning about this Terry guy, but I also enjoyed getting to see the street art and see the street art culture. So I kind of liked that it was like two documentaries in one. Yeah. Why don't you like it? So I'll start with what I do like. I do like um, some of the interviews with like prominent street artists. I think it's really cool that he just like interviews Banksy, all like British. Um, So the look into the world was cool. I could have so done without Terry. I think he's a hack. I think he's a nuisance oh, yeah. to those people. Yeah. I was uncomfortable watching him. I think he's like not super smart and it was yeah. weird. And by the end, I feel like they all felt the same. Um, mm-hmm. Like he's just such a poser to me and I hated okay. it. <laughs> well, so I can jump to, wait, wait, hold on. So let's, let's jump to the end. Cause I think that's where like, the real meat of like the the questions this documentary raises yeah. are right. It's like so he makes this um, this hacky um, he Terry, who's this guy who's never really done any art in his life, makes this huge um, uh, exhibition in L.A. called Life Is Beautiful. Which um, and which get out of here with that. Yeah. Yes. Ugh, go on. Yeah, you want you want to have a hacky name. Oh um, my also, god. Yeah. Well. Okay. Fine. Um. And it's got like a it's it's <laughs> it's a bunch of rip off Banksy's and rip off Shepherd's Fairies and rip off other people who I don't know their names. Um. It's 
and he doesn't actually make i don't think anything in that no that, uh, he's like thing. a he hack kinda, designer not designer he hires yeah i mean he's a he's a he's like a foreman he's you know for a manufacturing plant so they make thousands of pieces of art and he makes like over a million dollars in a week and like overnight becomes the new hot artist um yeah he's a hack but it's like but that's the fun part right it's like so if he's if he can do it like what does it say about the rest of them well, the rest of them, like, figured this dish out. Like, here's, like, here's, yeah, here's the thing, here's the thing. Like, like he, he, I think it was, think it was cool, cool that he filmed those people. Those people. Like, like, to me, to me, me he actually got together cool material, material of him, like, going, like, going out, out at night at night. those guys. Those guys. Like, like, I actually, I actually really, really want to talk about like, if, like it if it was just, just that. But, like, but like I don't feel like he has a point of view. view. I, don't I don't think, think that, he that he understands the point of view he's trying to put across. Um, um, I don't true. think any of his art was, 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 was like, like, okay, perfect. I like the spray can. The, the camel soup spray can? Okay. I think that's cool. That was cool. Will you, will you, what do you, what do you think about this, uh, hypothesis? All right. What do you think about this? Not conspiracy. I'm not saying it. I don't think that this is actually true. But what do you think about looking at Terry as a sort of pseudo um, art project of Banksy or Shepherd's Ferry? That like in a way he is the a, a product that they have put out. But fine. I'll I'll join you on this journey. At the end of the documentary neither of them were very pleased oh, no. with themselves that they created this monster. Because, like, the show that he put on at the end... So, basically, this whole documentary is him filming a bunch of street artists saying for it's for a documentary, which it's not. This guy's just crazy and films everything ever. Like, literally everything. Um... And then they were like, oh, like, you should, like, give it a rest and, like, do your own art. So he put on, like, the largest, like, a huge art show that, like, none of those people would ever dream of putting on because it's too much art. And he slaps it together, and at the end they're like, yeah, I don't know if that was, like, what I was going for with that, but whatever. (laughs) But it's it's cool it's kind of, I like the way his, if you look at him as, like, a piece of art, right, and you look at his his whole thing as a piece of art it's cool how okay so like a lot of them play with the and someone even says it in like a really pretentious assholey way but like a lot of them play with the idea of like what is art and like what does it mean to be famous and like what does it mean to be celebrity right so like his his whole thing as a piece showed how fucking dumb um the masses are yeah and how if you if you you know wave a stick in front of everyone and say look at this this is art you'll get 4000 people lined up and re- and ready to call you the next you know the next picasso um and i love the way that he kind of becomes a mirror on the banksies and the shepherds ferry like who the fuck are you like and i'm just as good as you and i don't do anything okay <laughs> but in the in actual street art, how much did he do? 
like, I think too. close to nothing. So, like, then you're still not in the culture, then you're just making hack art. Like, when, okay, so when his exhibit opened, he was giving away uh, 200, uh, not custom, like, unique, what's the word? Yeah, unique. Unique. That's not, that's not Yeah, good. 200 unique uh, prints he was giving away. So, like, he says this. Maybe the word be original? Yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. I'm like, they're, like, one of a kind. Like, one of a kind. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Mm, I like that best. And he was in a wheelchair at this time because he fell off a freaking ladder. Well, he was never really in a wheelchair, I would like to point out. He was in, in a a wheelbarrow at one point. They used an office chair at one point, but never a wheelchair. (laughs) Even all of that was, like, disgusting to watch. But, no, and then he just went down the line with a couple of spray cans and I was like, yeah. sure. God, yeah. I feel so special. Like, you put some time into this as you were wheeled down a line of prints with your cans. And that was, like, his <laughs> whole his whole art piece was a very last-minute decision where it was like, well, I gotta do something. I couldn't believe, this is, like, someone who's, like, put on shows and, like, you know, been in that sort of situation. Like, put he put on an entire quote-unquote production in like hours right yeah where it was just like minutes beforehand he was just like hang it up like hang up wherever they go and like and 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 you work you work on that kind of stuff on the regular i've certainly been in those types of environments i would never work for him again and someone was like i think this is my his okay his name his street art name is mr brainwash we'll talk about it more later horrible it's the worst (laughs) But, yeah, like, the guy was like, yeah, I think this is my last Mr. Brainwash show. And I was like, I don't blame you, bro. Like, I would have left already. But people loved it. Some people loved it. I think some, someone, someone said, some like, people probably it's more interesting to look at it in the context of the entire piece rather than one individual. Or someone said it felt like, st- like, not stock art, but just, like, repetitive. And it's like, yeah. He did yeah. the Maryland then, thing on everybody. That's so original. But then someone, but then some, I don't think he, they, the thing is, is I don't think they said it like that. I think they said something about how he, he plays with repetition. You know, he plays with the notion of repetition. Um, That's true. Is, I mean, watching people buy into that, I absolutely agree was interesting. And like, the footage that he caught was cool. Like, in the beginning half. Like, before it was oh, really definitely. about him. Like, when he oh, was going I, out, I love, it was so cool. I love the way, and, like, I think about this all the time, because, like, you know, we we talk, you know, super fantasy-wise about making documentaries and how we would make documentaries, and I love the idea of being that person who's just, like, has the camera and is, like, going wherever it takes him, you know? Yeah. Just, like, goes wherever. I'd love to be that person, and, I res- like, I, I so respect that and, like, I'm so in awe of that. Yeah, so that part was cool, and I will give him that he he did, like, if they were climbing up something weird, like, he climbed right on up there with them, with his right, camera. Right, right. So, and, and like they said, it's it's cool for them to have, well, they all thought it was being cut into a very real documentary. Um, yeah. But yeah, a lot of this stuff gets cleaned up the next day or covered over, and so it's very temporary. And so, but so like, yeah. Even- even even Banksy and I don't remember when he did this, but at one point in New York, he set up a um, a stand and sold a bunch of his art for like 
five dollars, ten dollars a piece, and right. like they were, you know, quote unquote, or, or not a quote. So they were original Banksies. They were worth thousands and thousands of dollars, right? Uh, if you know, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars, um, and it was this whole thing about you know, like even the best artist and you know the best street artist in the world can sell his stuff on a street corner, and you know, you know, what is art anyway? And I kind of think that's, I don't think that's what Terry was trying to do, but I kind of think that's what Terry illustrates. Um, cause like, I don't know, I pass every day, um, like in, by where we work is, uh, if we, we work in Soho near Greenwich Village and like, historically it's very bohemian and there's a lot of, historically there was a lot of art coming out of there. Yeah. Now it's like really boutique and all like upscale, but they still have a lot of street artists. So I pass them all the time, um, selling very cheap street art, which looks almost identical to the stuff that he's putting up. Um, it's like, what is it all, you know? Damn. What is it all? Damn. Uh, oh, I had a thought and then it left my brain. Um, I was, I was taken aback at how, uh, though cautious, I don't know that I would ever have the balls to spray paint something in the middle of the day on a ladder while the sun was shining down on me. I was I was thinking about that. I was I and I like the you know the psychology I guess behind the idea that like if you look like you're supposed to be there then everyone'll think you're supposed to be there. Totally. Um but I don't know that I could I want to believe that I could, and I really love the I love the idea of public art, and like taking it out to the street and like putting it out for everyone to see. Like I think that um, police box, not police box. Hang on, Jason's frozen. Sorry, going through a tunnel. Sorry, uh, we had brief technical difficulties. What I was trying to say is, I really love, for example, the telephone box. I think it's... Yes. I, I, I think that's a cool example of, like, just uh, taking something out of the ordinary and, like, putting it into the ordinary, kind of, and, like, taking everybody out of their everyday mundane bullshit lives, kind of. Like, that's fun yeah. to me. That was super cool. I was thinking about how jazzed I would be if I, like, stumbled upon... Because I feel like he did two. Did you do two? Was one just kind of, like, sawed in half and then twisted? And then the other one was, like... Yeah, that sounds right, actually. Bent, like, L-shape? Or maybe that was the beginning of it. But either way, I thought... A, he stole one, which is cool. (laughs) B, he manipulated the hell out of it. And then threw it on, like, a tow truck and just delivered that stuff to an alley. It's also so fun to see, and I don't, I mean, to see crime that is really sort of victimless. Um, Totally. Like, yeah, I guess there's, uh, you know, municipal costs associated with graffiti, but it's also, like... Sure. In so many ways, like, the, the benefits outweigh the costs. What did you think about, like, the Disney story? Um, I thought it was cool, but I don't think I entirely understood what it was. 
In what way? Like, what, like what did he what he, did he place there? Was that supposed to be like a prisoner? Yeah, I think it was supposed to be reminiscent of. I think it was supposed to remind you of the prisoners at Guantanamo Bay. Oh, then I got that. But I also don't think. <laughs> but I don't think it was. And that's that was the storyline I got. But I don't think it was super clear. Like, if you hadn't seen that specific picture from Guantanamo Bay, and maybe I just don't remember. Um, Maybe it was, like, way more popular at the time. Yeah, I don't know what year that was exactly, but I thought it was cool. So so he went with Terry to Disneyland, like, bought themselves tickets, and Terry was classic filming because he's classic Terry, and he films everything. And um, Banksy snuck in around, uh, it was, like, a good picture point, and it was right by Thunder Mountain, um, and he placed that. Yeah, I know it was. I would. I couldn't believe you knew uh, it. <laughs> um, and he placed this. Yeah, he blew up like a probably a, a doll basically. Blow up I think doll. He literally blew up. Yeah, and then placed it like by the park, and the the place like shut down. <laughs> That's what I couldn't believe. Like I. Yeah. I guess. I can understand, like, if you are worried, like, anytime something gets left somewhere that it's, like, a bomb or something. Like, I get that. But the reaction to a bomb to be to, like, stop the ride and, like, keep everyone yeah. where they are, like, that seems like a, a horrible response. Um, I mean, here's, like, for us watching it, we knew there was, like, zero risk. We knew that nothing was actually happening and that, like, this is literally, like, a performance artist like just saying something with their art but disneyland is it i feel like it's a very high profile place you have a lot of tourists there it's a very like big attraction and so i feel like the 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 idea of a threat is something that they take unbelievably seriously disneyland on top of though just like security wise fearing threats is, it's nuts. Well, yeah, they're also like they care so much about like their image and their brand. They're like a- totally anything that could potentially disrupt uh, that mood is damaging. Yeah, it's absolutely true. I mean, Disneyland is a well-oiled theme park machine. You pay a lot because it's pristine and kept in good shape, and they have crazy security. And a ton of trash cans. It's like one every uh, 32 steps or 23 steps. I forget what it is. Um, Do you know at all, or does the the word culture jamming mean anything to you? um, No. Or um, uh, I think it's called ad busting. Culture jamming and ad busting. I did a paper on it in 12th grade. Um, Basically, it's public art. It's street art. Um, and the sole purpose is to disrupt, like, uh, capitalist marketing. Um, so what it is, is right. they, like, do parodies of and augment and, like, uh, uh, put stickers over um, advertisements to make them seem, uh, to make, like, jokes or to make puns out of them. Sure. And that's what kind of I I really liked about the Guantanamo Bay thing was, like, putting it in Disneyland kind of disrupted the whole mood of Disneyland. You know, this magical place, this wonderful thing. And, like, you disrupt the whole meaning of Disneyland just by putting this one piece in it. No, absolutely. And that's why, I don't know, like, I I don't consider myself a huge, uh, like, consumer of 
of that type of art. I don't know that I have, like, an eye for it, really. But I did enjoy that, like, he has a point of view. Like, Banksy, to me, like, even just the little rat that's his, like, signature, it's like, yeah, I, I get that. That makes sense to me. I get what you're going with. That's great. Um, so, yeah, that type of stuff, I think, is culture jamming. Yeah, you should look it up. You'd like it. And ad busting. Because, like, I'm about that. Um, like, I'm about that type would you, of stuff. So one of the things that I heard you be upset with regarding Terry, and I, 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 I understand it too, um, is the fact that, like, he didn't really do the stuff. Like, that he had other people kind of working behind the scenes. Yeah. Now, to a certain extent, we don't know how much um, Banksy does because we don't know who Banksy is. And Banksy could even be like a whole group of people and we wouldn't know it. If you found out that Banksy was a whole group of people or Banksy was not doing the art himself, would that hurt your opinion of Banksy? It would depend. If, <laughs> if Banksy was like a group, mm-hmm. right? With one idea one like goal but they all like commission their own pieces supporting the same point of view i still think that that is cool Mm -hmm. my problem with terry was that i saw nothing of his that was thoughtful or saying anything it was all stuff we've seen like look at i love marilyn i think marilyn is bae but the Marilyn hair on a million different people, that is not creative. You're not making a statement out of that. You're just putting Marilyn's hair on Obama. Or the Mona Lisa. It a day. The Mona Lisa with an eye <gasps> patch. Like, okay. E bombs world. Yeah, like, what are you saying with that? Yeah. To me, it's just like garbage on art. And that to me is just like not. So. There was kind of my line because the people that he commissioned, it wasn't like they were getting creative reign to like make pieces that they wanted he told them what he wanted and then they did it i think you probably know how i feel already just from the sneakerheads thing but i'm curious how you feel about like the monetization of banksy because like for me that seems to almost corrupt his whole thing like his whole messaging to to sell a banksy for as much as they do you know what i mean but he was like, it's not about the money. Well, then, why? Well, I mean, like, <laughs> but he's. So, my thing is, is that. I don't know. I don't mind it as much from him, and maybe this is me, like, picking and choosing or whatever. But, like, yeah, if that's what you do all day and, like, that's your living, like, then make your living doing it. If someone wants to bid 500,000 pounds for your uh, telephone booth you bent in half, God. like, by all means, that idiot gave you a lot of money. Um. So, like, people will pay for it or whatever, but I, uh, there's a certain, like, grittiness to this world, I think, where, like, you really have to want to go out and do it Mm -hmm. for doing it. Because Banksy is not just some, like, gallery artist still. You know what I mean? And neither are the, you know, neither Space Invader, um, who's, who's the other guy that we Uh, uh, Shepard Ferry. Shepherd Fairy. And he's the one that did Obama's... Yes. I also own a, a Shepherd Fairy. 
Oh my god, do you? I do. Uh, at, everyone on the last episode of Colbert got an, a, a, an original print, one of only 500, uh, a shepherd fairy. Uh, it's Stephen Colbert uh, with like a big American flag cape. And you can look it up. It's called um, Farewell to Freedom. Um, and I have it. It's huge. It's like um, probably 20 inches by 10 inches or something. Or more, 20 by 15 or something like that. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, they go for like 150 bucks on eBay. Um, yeah, but there's one of 500. I, oh, hell yeah. I have a number. Oh, he's got like a Captain. Yeah, he's got a Captain America shield. And it's in my bedroom at home. Damn, that's awesome. And I totally, like, that looks like, that looks like him. Like who? Like Shepard Fairy. Right. It also looks like Stephen Colbert. It does, but if it did The likeness is on point. Yeah. But the color scheme is very reminiscent of the Obama posters. Right, it's that, it's that style. I get it. Yeah, I get it. That dude was good. That guy was cool because he was the most open and maybe because he's achieved fame through obama and and all Mm -hmm. that so maybe he was more comfortable like people know what he does i guess so Um, at this point because space invader fucking just hanging out in kinko's you know what i mean like there was no dude (laughs) that that was so weird to me yeah and i imagine that like i guess there's no crime being at kinko's printing you know, something times a million sizes. I don't know. Yeah. But that felt really weird to me that he was just like sitting there, like cutting out his thing he was gonna put up that night. Yeah, I was but like, there's no this secrecy. feels illegal. Yeah. Is this illegal? Okay. Where does he get? Where where did he get his money before like notoriety? You know what I mean? Like how does how does he go around? He must have had a day job. Something. I mean, Probably I was thinking about the whole FedEx. time. Can't goes. Right. That's probably what it Just is. Just getting it all in there. Um, no, I was thinking about Banksy before they showed the auction of his stuff. Because I was like, this guy's pretty well known at this point. He's very prominent around the whole globe. Like, he's got to have dough to just, like, piss away to do this kind of stuff. Or, like, like he rented, he rented an elephant. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, totally. I. So that stuff was cool. I am... I am a little surprised that you didn't like this documentary, which is happen- it's been happening a lot. Yeah. It's been happening a lot, and I'm not scolding. No, I'm a, I, I didn't like it. Well, if you go back and listen to last week, I think you can hear my tone when you said we're going to watch this one. Yeah. Uh, because I, I watched it around when everyone was all hypey about it. Oh, it's super and hyped. I, it's super hyped, and everyone calls it the Banksy documentary. So I was thinking it was going to be all about Banksy, and I was real excited. And um, yeah, to me, Terry, I don't, I don't care. He makes me uncomfortable. I think he's awkward, and yeah, him. I could have done without him, and I would have been fine. It's funny because I agree with everything you said except for the "I don't care" part. Like he makes me aw- feel awkward and uncomfortable. I don't like him, um, but I still, I like care, and, still care. And, I, and I still want to know more about him. Also, like I think his whole thing is really cool, where he records everything. Uh, it's kind of um, wolf packy, but also just like I think that's less weird behavior in twenty seventeen than it was in two thousand eight. Maybe. 
still weird. That was still over the top for me, though. Okay, but really fast in our final moments, mm. Mr. Brainwash. <laughs> because because Art brainwashes you, mm-hmm. and he's the mister of it. Ugh. All right. If you don't defend it, no. Oh, I won't. It's horrible. But listen, <laughs> if you were, if you had to quickly, I don't know why I had to, but if he suddenly had to put up a huge show and needed a name right away, I mean, you do better than that. Okay, his explanation for as to why being called Mister Brainwash was so dumb because he was basically saying art makes you think. Yeah. Well. <laughs> And what's funny too, <laughs> and then his show's called Life Is Beautiful. Which is like, garbage. Be more cliche about everything. Okay, but what's interesting is like too, if you watch like his interviews and like, or like the stuff beforehand, and then you watch his interviews as an artist, like he suddenly has to learn how to be an artist because he decides he is one, and he's not very good at like making shit up as he goes along. No. Is he still... I didn't do any post-research uh, on this guy. Is he still kicking and making art? I don't know, and I'm going to look that up right now. Mr. Oh. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to fill time real fast. Just a note out there to anybody who uh, feels like they have responsibility in their life. Uh, he had two kids and a wife while he was gallivanting around the world trying to be an artist. I think Did three. Did he die? I think three. No. Three kids. No, he didn't die. Uh, your face told me um, something shocking. But uh, take a moment. Go to mrbrainwash.com. Um, no. Uh, you, can, uh, you can skip his stupid start page by going to mrbrainwash.com slash home. Um, it's... Uh, Oh, it's about as tacky as you'd expect. Oh, I hate it. There's buttons everywhere, but like not. They don't. They don't. Most of them don't. Push, push button for more buttons. Oh, buy art. Do not push. I hate this so much. There's a button that says free, and you click it, and then something comes up that says sorry, we're closed. What? I'm gonna do it. Yeah. I don't know what that's about. Maybe he was giving out free things. Maybe your art. Maybe you know what art is now. This is the dumbest website ever. So anyway, so that was (laughs) um. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, what are we? uh, Uh, quickly, you should follow us everywhere. What are you? What are we watching next week? Next week we are gonna go and do the Netflix team Foxcatcher. It's a Not to be confused with the Steve Carell movie, but it is about the same thing. So this does not have Channing Tatum in it. Channing Tatum, unfortunately, will not be making an appearance in this film. Okay. But I still think everyone will enjoy the flick. I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward. It's a little bit more intense than what we've done, but I feel like we've been super artsy. And we're ready for it. We've handed a lot of art, and I'm ready to forget all about the art world. Yay. Uh, I do have... Please tell me you have a Mr. Brainwash quote. Oh, I didn't, but now I really want one. I feel like I could make up a Mr. Brainwash quote. 
Quotes by Mr. Brainwash. Um, here we go. Uh, th- <laughs> yeah, uh, imagine this. This is um, yeah. Next to this, these words are next to a print of Leonard Nimoy with Mar- with Marilyn Monroe hair, and ins- instead of a mustache, uh, written in curly Q lettering, it says the word mustache. Uh, the quote is. Um, uh, Emily just smacked herself in the head a couple times. The quote is, um, documentaries cannot be criticized because every mistake is a new podcast. Mr. Brainwash. Uh, 